Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. your hand on your Bible, and there, there's one passage of Scripture that we're going to be looking at today, and, and it's found in Psalms uh, chapter 90 and verse 12. That's Psalms chapter 90 and verse 12 that we're going to lend and give our attention to, all right? Uh, Psalms chapter 90 and uh, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. I'm going to read that once again. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for the scope of your word. Thank you for how you take your word and you, 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 you magnify it in such a way that not only can we hear it, but it becomes a picture before us whereby we can see what it is that you're saying. You have so many things, God, on your mind today that you desire to share and reveal to us. And we put ourselves in a place whereby you may take what's on your mind and transfer that, God, to our heart. And may our heart and our mind work together as one, that our lives will be the better. And we receive those things that you've set aside just for us. So I thank you today, God, that your word will again do what only you have anointed it to do. Everybody under the sound of my voice, may they not only hear my voice, but may they hear your voice. And everything that you've called your word to do, as you send your word out this morning, your word goes out with the intentions of your heart. And your word will not return unto you void. Your word will accomplish the very thing, God, that you've sent it to do. So everyone on the other side, the receiver of this message, God's word will do exactly what he's purposed it to do in your life. If you receive that by faith, say amen, 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 and put another praise right there if you would for God. From this passage of scripture that I read, Psalms 90 and chapter 12, so teach us to number, I mean, Psalms chapter 90 and verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. What I want to talk to you today about is the topic entitled quiet time, right? Quiet time. Can you say that with me? Quiet time. Put that in our stream for the people connected and the people that are a part of this awesome time in the presence of God. Quiet time. Now, you look in Webster, you look in other places, and there'll be, you can identify and locate a definition for quiet time. However, I want to give you our working definition based on what God spoke to my heart in reference to this subject matter. When I say quiet time, I'm talking about the time that God reveals himself and his plan to you. 
the time that God reveals himself and his plan to you. Now, when you participate, follow, and engage in what I'm sharing with you in reference to quiet time, you will be ahead of those that don't do it and those that won't do it. It's not about trying to compete, trying to outrun, get ahead, be better, be greater, be further than someone, but it is a true statement. You will be ahead of those that don't. In other words, when you give God quiet time, that time for God to reveal himself and his plan to you, you are automatically going to be ahead of those that don't do that simply because of what God will reveal to you. Quiet time helps you to succeed at a level that's beyond normal. David said in Psalm 71 and 7, he said, God has made me a wonder. Whoa! Because of all of the things that he'd been through in his life, he had walked through, that he had experienced, he said, as a result of that, God has made me a wonder unto many because he's my strong refuge. And that's what God wants for every single one of you under the sound of my voice. God wants to make you a wonder for people to wonder how you were able to get through, how you were able to get over it how you were able to survive it, how you were able to bounce back from it, how did you maintain your right state of mind, how were you able to continue to keep the right attitude and maintain the right posture and be able to really praise your way through. God wants to make you a wonder for everybody. Because when the plan of salvation and, and, and God knows uh, your adversary does everything to keep you away from the plan of salvation, the plan that God has for your life. But when the plan of salvation is activated in your life, eternity comes in. The wisdom of the ages comes in. This is not a wisdom from the earth. It is a wisdom from the heavenlies. It is a wisdom from above that enters in to your life. The very presence of God, the Holy Spirit, makes, makes your life supernatural. You're so different. You're at another place. In other words, you're no longer ordinary. You move from ordinary to extraordinary. You move from the natural to the supernatural. You're able to do things now that you were not able to do before. And when you move from the ordinary into the extraordinary, and, and that happens as a result of giving one's life to the Lord, now you got to learn to operate at that realm. You got to learn to function at that new level. 
And if you're going to see the extraordinary, and, 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 and I believe in all of my heart we will, if you're going to see the extraordinary, because, you know, it's one thing to have all of eternity enter into you and immediately you be transformed and move from the ordinary to the extraordinary. That happens instantaneously. But now to get to see all of the things that happen at the extraordinary level, at that realm, you got to learn you got to learn what to do to be able to see that. Glory to the Lamb of God. And if you're going to see it, and I want to believe God that you are, you're going to need quiet time. The time that God reveals himself and his plan to you. You got to have it. If you're going to know more about God, you're going to have to have quiet time. You must have it. If you're going to function in the supernatural, you and I have to have it. Psalms 9 and 12, again, teach us to number our days that we, might apply, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Teach us to number our days has more depth to it than just being connected to us counting our days for life or life or length of days for life. It's, it's much deeper than that. For years, I would, I have to honestly even say that because when God began to speak this to me the other day, I'd never seen it like this before. And for many, many, or the lion's share of my ministerial life, I have really seen this passage of Scripture more connected to the length of days for life than I saw it really connected to what God has revealed to me concerning quiet time in which you're going to be blessed with today. He is not saying teach us to count our days. He said teach us to number our days. He's talking about scheduling. The Holy Spirit just downloaded this thing to me and, and revealed it to me in my devotion, during my time of prayer this week, where I was up early in the morning and taking the time before our regular scheduled prayer time to spend some time with God. And I heard God say, I want to speak some things to you. I want to show you something. And I heard him say to me, number your days. So the first thing I'm like, shoot, number my days. <laughs> I, mean, what, I mean, Lord, is anything up that I need to know? And the Lord says, number your days. So that's what he said. And so I'm like, okay, so I go finding the scripture to, to you know, to, to, to uh, number your days. I, I know I've heard, I know it's somewhere. I don't remember exactly where it said in the Bible. So then in the concordance, I find it and I go to Psalms 90 and 12 and then I, and then I get it. So teach us to number our days. And then I got why the Lord said number your days. The Lord said number your days to give me a reference for me to go search to see what it is that he wanted to reveal to me. Sometimes we just want God to do everything and we do nothing at all. But in God's quiet time, it's a time in which God will reveal himself and his plan to you. So God said, I want to talk to you about scheduling. I want to talk to you about planning your day, scheduling your day. I never thought 
teach us to number our days meant planning my day or scheduling my day. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal such a thing. He said, teach us to number our days. Please hear me, beloveds. So that means you can number your day. Huh. You can number your day. Look at the whole month and the number of days. One thing that I believe that drew me to that is while I was there in my quiet time, in my time of devotion, the calendar was right there beside me. And I didn't know that God was going to speak to me in this manner and put all these things together. So I'm looking at the calendar and I'm thinking, wow, you know, this Sunday, daylight savings time, you know, time's going back. I'm looking at it's the first Sunday in November. I'm looking at, you know, the calendar and I'm like, there's Veterans Day, there's Thanksgiving, 30 days in this month. And then God begins to speak to me. I, I want you to number your days, schedule your day, plan your day. In other words, God began to show me that this whole month of November, for example, from day one to day, even through day 30, it's more than a calendar. It's more than just a day. It's more than just a date. God's plan and who he is is inside of every single day. This whole month of November is already jam-packed with all of who God is and God's plan for me and for you. It's all in there. And if you're not careful, you'll look at the calendar and just see the date. See the days. But God is all God is all in it because he said, teach me. The writer said, teach us to number our days. So look at the whole month. Number your days. So you can number your days. Think about it. You can number your days into hours. You can number your days into minutes. So God is in every hour. God is in every minute. And that's why God is saying, I want you to, to, to number your days because inside of each of them, I'm inside of each day. My plan is inside of each day. So this is something you can do on a daily basis. He said, teach us, which, listen, y'all, teach us, which means that God can teach you how to plan your day. And I'm sitting there, and God is like, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. And the reason I said quiet time is because all of this was happening in my devotion, my quiet time. That's where I zeroed in and came up with my subject matter <clears throat> that we're talking about today. 
God can teach you how to plan your day. God can teach you how to plan your day so that you'll be more productive than the ordinary life that most people have. Because sad to say, most people are unproductive. Because one of the reasons they're unproductive is because they don't have quiet time. They don't have time for God to reveal himself and his plan to them. So what did your day bring forth? Uh, are y'all still there? Are you still with come, come on, say amen if you're still with me. What did your day bring forth? I need you to release your faith for what I'm sharing with you. Quiet time, the time that God reveals himself and reveals his plan to you. No more just waking up and you're gone. Do you have a plan? You can plan your day. Stay with me. You can plan your life. So since you can plan your day and you can plan your life, then we should number our days. Not for just length of life in the future, but number your days for now. Since you can plan it. Since you can schedule it. So today is Sunday. So you mean, Bishop, you and I can say what we're going to do Monday? You mean we can number Tuesday? Wednesday? Thursday? Friday? Saturday? You mean that we actually can do that? Yes. Not just to be counting days, but number the days means to do it for a purpose. Teach us to number our days. Remember, you can number them in hours. You can number them in minutes. You decide what you're going to do before your day is over. And I know some might be, well, I don't know how you can decide what you're going to do. I don't know how you can, you, 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 can, you can number your days. God is in charge of the day. God's in charge of your life. Yes, God is in charge of the day. God is in charge of your life. But God's not in charge of the day and not in charge of your life without your participation. God is interested in being involved in what's happening in our life. And God says, learn how to number your days. So in other words, God saying, I'm there and I'm praying and I'm in devotion and God is just so merciful and so kind and, and revealing himself. In other words, you can decide what you're going to accomplish. God wills it for you, but you and I decide how well that's going to get carried out that day. If I ask you the question, what are you going to accomplish this week? What are you going to accomplish this week? Oh, it's good I'm asking you now because guess what? You can number your days. You can schedule time with God, and I'm going to give you more about this quiet time, what it is and how to even do it. You can schedule the time for God to reveal himself and God to reveal his plan, and you will be shocked it was packed inside of each day concerning who God is and what his plan is for your life.
Can you put your hands together right there and say, praise the Lord, glory to God. What are you going to accomplish this week? Have you numbered your days? You and I expect success. We expect things to change in our life, rightfully so, but we have not acted on the success that we expect. We have not acted on the things that we expect to change in our life. It's the Spirit of God that gives you direction from the inside. And when carried out, it will manifest itself on the outside. Do you realize that there is a wisdom inside of you? Come on, beloveds. It's in your spirit. And you, you, you pull wisdom from there. You are encouraged from there. You are energized from there. Are you getting this? When, when you start putting it to work, you are numbering your days when you draw from the wisdom. You are acting according to the wisdom that you have on the inside. But most people don't do that. The man who actually says that he is wise, the person that says I'm wise, but does not act on the wisdom is not a wise person. So I can say I'm wise all day and don't act on the wisdom. I'm not a wise person. Are you listening to me? But I might say, well, y'all know what? I'm intelligent. I'm intelligent. How can I really be intelligent when I don't act on the wisdom? You and I, as a result of sitting under this teaching today, our lives are going to be the better. What I'm sharing with you this moment right now can be the difference in your now and the future that God wants you to have. Teach us to number our days, learning to number your days, either by the hour or by the minutes, through your quiet time can be the difference in where you are now and the future that God wants you to have. Doesn't matter what your age is, young or old, this works in the life of everybody who will allow themselves to be submitted to it. So I want you to do more than be able to, to go down from this message just talking about it. I want you to be able to go down and live it. So this calendar, just a month of November, for example, is full of God's purpose. It's full of God's plan. And some people never enter into God's purpose and never enter into God's plan. It's more than a day behind the number two for Monday. Number two for Monday is packing something powerful. And you and I have to be more than people to just see a calendar. We got to see God all in there. So teach us to number our days. A lot of people, they never enter into God's promises for them. They never enter into God's plan for them. And you might say, well, how do you know that, Bishop? Do you remember a brother in the Bible by the name of Saul? Saul was the king of Israel. And God planned for Saul to be a great king. But Saul failed. Saul failed because he stopped counting his days. He stopped the time that he used to have when he started with God, where God could reveal 
himself, and God could reveal his plan. And because Saul failed, David ended up being the king that God really had planned for Saul to be. Was it God's plan for Saul to fail? No. God's plan was for Saul to succeed, for Saul to be successful. But because of Saul's participation or lack of participation in the plan, God had to replace him with David who took over as a king. Mm. So what are you trying to say? Stay with me right now. Come a little closer. This is going to really bless you. Come on, stay with me. What if I told you that everything that God planned for you does not automatically turn out the way God planned it? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Leave you want to scratch your head for just a moment. We know everything is moving by the power of God. We know everything is under God's control. We know that God is over all and God is in all. God also is in partnership with his children in whom he does not force them to obey. He can make them wish that they had obeyed, but he doesn't force you to live for him like a robot. You have to do your part, and God does his part. It was God's plan for Saul to be a great king, but it didn't turn out the way God planned because Saul didn't do his part. How about the children of Israel? You remember them, God's people? You know, God told them that he was going to take them into the promised land. He told them that the promised land was theirs. Did they all get there? Nah. Nah. They didn't all get there. You know who got there? Their grandchildren got there. A lot of them perished in the wilderness. Do you know why they perished in the wilderness? Because the Bible says they began to murmur. They began to complain. They were moving in unbelieving. And as a result of that, they perished in the wilderness and their grandchildren made it there. But it was God's plan for them to get to the promised land too. It was God's plan, but it didn't turn out the way God planned because the people didn't do their part. John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is the will of God that nobody should perish because of the sacrifice that Jesus made given his life. It's God's will that none should perish. It's his plan that none of us should perish. But is everybody going to go to heaven? No. But they're not all not going to go to heaven because the Lord don't want them to go. It's God's plan for them to go. But everything that God plans doesn't always work out the way he planned it because people don't always do their part. This, should, this is designed to motivate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, to make you want to be in the center of what God has for your life. If you're going to fulfill God's plan for your life, you're going to have to do your part. I'm going to have to do my part. And I know we say things like, have you ever heard us say things like this, for example? And I understand it. I get the thought process. If it's mine, if it's mine, it's coming to me. If it's mine, it's mine. And ain't nobody else going to get it. I got that. I got that. I understand what you're saying. However, you can't shout it's mine and not do your part. No, 
no, no, you, you, you can't do that. See, see, you, you can name it and claim it because I believe in naming it and claiming it too, but you can't name it and claim it. Between naming it and claiming it is your part. There, there's a part in there that you and I have to do. And I can't name it and claim it and not do my part and expect to receive it. This word right here is God's word for me. It's full of wisdom. It's full of knowledge. It's full of insight. It's full of instruction. It's full of God's plan for my life. God put it there for me. It's, it's mine. And guess what? It's yours. But just because it's mine and just because it's yours, it ain't going to jump out of this Bible and just get in me. It's mine. It's for me. But I got to study it. I got to meditate on Even though God has it here for me and everything in it, my benefits, my entitlements are here. Who am I talking to? My entitlements are here. What God has set aside for me is here. Is it possible that I could miss it because I don't do my part? I got to study it. I got to meditate on it. I got to apply it. You go in your kitchen today to get the food that's yours. You go in the kitchen and sit down at the table and the food that's yours is there in the kitchen. And you sitting there talking about it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Well, keep on sitting there saying it's mine, it's mine, it's mine and see if it get up off the stove and come and get on your plate. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It is yours. But you got to do your part in getting it. Teach us to number our days. Our days are numbered. They're, they're, they're full of God's wisdom, full of God's purpose, full of God's plan, full of who he is. And you and I have to be people to go and get it. Look at your neighbor. If you can, or if you're by yourself, say it to yourself. I got to do my part. <laughs> I've got to do my part. Stick a praise right there. Stick a praise right there. We ain't going to be just in, in, in church today be talking about what, being able to talk about what you heard. We're going to leave church and be able to do something. Praise the name of Jesus. If there are some things, well, let me put it like this. This this is one of the things that concerns me sometimes. That are, okay, there are things that I don't know, okay? Let me just talk to me because I, I, I don't want you to flip to another, or hop to another platform because you don't like what I'm saying. Talk about you. There are things that I don't know. The worst thing that I can do is be so upset that I don't know that I won't let nobody teach me. And it bothers me to see people that they know that they don't know. They know they don't know. But it, bother, it, it bothers them to let other people teach them because they don't want to admit that they don't know, but they know they don't know. Why do that to ourselves? Why don't you just admit that you don't know and let the people that do know teach you so you can number your days? Don't be that kind of person. 
I know you're skilled. I know you're gifted. I know you're talented. I know you got unbelievable abilities. I know you've been to school. I know you got great insight. I know you kick it with incredible people. I know you got to hook up through the hook up through the hook up. I know all of that. But don't know so much that you can't admit that you don't know and let somebody teach you. Because the Lord said, this is what the Lord said. Then what he said, Glenn. Then what he said, Glenn. He said, teach us. Teach us. Which means the probability exists that you don't know. Teach us, Lord, Lord, teach us to number our days. And the Lord, teach us to know that you can teach us how to number our days, how to look at this calendar and see more than a day. Teach us to be productive. Teach us that we can schedule. Teach us that we can plan. Charles Millett Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com.